Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. The unanimous, unprecedented verdict. Responsibility is for the parents. You brought them into the world and it's your responsibility to take care of them. For the first time, a parent is held criminally responsible for a mass school shooting, her son killing four teens. It's only a first step of many things that need to change in order to protect our children. The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday night. We want to begin tonight with the groundbreaking verdict against a Michigan mother whose teenage son killed four classmates in a school shooting in 2021. The jury of six women and six men found Jennifer Crumbly guilty of four counts of involuntary manslaughter for allowing her troubled son access to a gun, despite warning signs of his declining mental health. This is noteworthy because it's the first time in the United States that a parent has been convicted in the deaths of a mass school shooting committed by their child. Prosecutors charged Crumbly with four counts, one for each of the four students killed at Oxford High School in Michigan in 2021. Well, tonight we're hearing from the jury foreperson for the first time about what sealed the mother's fate. Her son, Ethan, pleaded guilty and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. CBS's Elaine Quijano reports from Pontiac, Michigan. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Jennifer Crumbly closed her eyes at times as the decision was read. Craig Schilling was there. His son Justin was killed in the massacre. With this verdict, I mean, it will carry a lot of weight with it. Um, it will definitely... Um, get people thinking. The jury foreperson said their decision came down to a single factor. The thing that really hammered it home is that she was the last adult with the gun. It was in November of 2021 when Crumbly's then 15-year-old son Ethan shot and killed four students at Oxford High School. 
Madison Baldwin, Tate Meir, Justin Schilling, and Hannah St. Juliana. Seven other people were wounded. After the shooting, Crumbly and her husband fled. They were found hiding in a Detroit industrial building as officers closed in. We have a mountain of evidence. Prosecutors had argued Jennifer Crumbly failed to address her son's deteriorating mental health before the shooting, allowed him to have a gun despite signs he was in mental distress, and refused to take her son home the day of the shooting after a school meeting to discuss disturbing drawings he made. Did you ever believe that your son needed mental health treatment? No. During the trial, Crumbly broke down in tears when surveillance video of the shooting was played. She testified she never saw signs her son would turn violent. Legal analyst Joe Tamburino. This will create a huge precedent for further cases. Think about it. The next time there's some type of school shooting, they could arrest the parents, everything. This is going to change the landscape in the future. Jennifer Crumbly is facing a maximum of 60 years in prison. Her sentencing is set for April 9th. Her husband, James, goes on trial next month, also for involuntary manslaughter. He has pleaded not guilty. Nora? Elaine Quijano, thank you. Now to a landmark decision here in Washington. A federal appeals court ruled today that former President Donald Trump does not have immunity from charges that he plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. In its scathing ruling, the judges wrote no president has carte blanche to violate the rights of individual citizens to vote and to have their votes count. CBS's chief legal correspondent Jan Crawford reports on the legal and political ramifications. The ruling by the influential D.C.-based federal appeals court was a stern rebuke of the former president's sweeping claims about immunity from prosecution, with the court saying the former president must face trial for efforts to subvert the 2020 election. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all the defenses of any other criminal defendant. In court and on the campaign trail, Donald Trump repeatedly says he can't be prosecuted for his actions as president. A president has to be given immunity, and this has nothing to do with me. But the three-judge panel of two Democratic appointees and one Republican was unanimous and emphatic. Any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. The bounds of Trump's immunity arguments became clear last month. While he sat in the front row of a packed courtroom, one of the judges presented his lawyer with a dramatic hypothetical. I asked you a yes yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. Since the Senate declined to convict Trump, that argument would mean special counsel Jack Smith couldn't either. And the appeals court flatly rejected it. And Jan Crawford is here with us. And so is CBS News Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa. Good to have both of you here for more context and analysis. So, Jan, this is not the end of this, right? Oh, no, it's not. I mean, he can ask the full Court of Appeals to reconsider this, or he can skip that step and just go straight to the Supreme Court. But having lost at every turn, I mean, I think that is a long shot. I don't see how he's going to get five votes from the Supreme Court if they decide to take up this case. And if they do, I still think we're looking at a trial possibly late spring or early summer. And so, Robert, how will this affect things on the campaign trail? 
Nora, in the short term, top Republicans tell me behind the scenes they do not expect Republican voters to suddenly go cold on Donald Trump. In fact, they expect his core supporters to rally behind him in South Carolina and on the Super Tuesday contest in early March. But in the longer term, there is growing alarm among some of my sources close to the Trump campaign that he will be in the courtroom as the campaign unfolds, should he be the nominee. And all of this could be a political burden to Republicans across the ballot in November. One reason Nikki Haley is vowing to stay in the fight. Robert Costa, Jan Crawford, thank you. Turning now to the deadly weather in Southern California with record rains and flooding triggering hundreds of mudslides. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports from Los Angeles where dozens of homes have been damaged or destroyed. We're getting our first look at just how extensive the damage is in these canyons near Beverly Hills. In two days, torrential rains have triggered nearly 400 mudslides. But as bad as this looks from above, PJ Bearfield lived through it. I got up out of there quick, grabbed some shoes, got whatever I felt I needed at that time. Didn't have no keys, no wallet, no phone, no nothing. His home is now a total loss. You were asleep at the time, so you had no idea what was going on. Nah, man. Literally, it just happened in three seconds. Rumbling, big bang, throwing debris and pieces of the ceiling off my body. L.A. has received more than half of its average annual rainfall in just three days. In Bel Air, more than a foot. It's led to several rescues, like this man and his dog pulled from the swollen L.A. River. And it's made the soil way too vulnerable, toppling trees throughout the state. Here's my colleague, Carter Evans. This is a huge tree. Just look how big the trunk is. Neighbors say it came down around 6 in the morning, a huge crash that caused a chain reaction, took out that tree, then multiple utility poles down the street. That knocked out power and essentially trapped people in their neighborhoods. It's one thing to be trapped, another to suddenly be jolted by a massive landslide. Underneath mud, debris, trees, everything. I don't, like I tell you, I don't know how I'm alive right now. And fortunately, no one was inside this home at the time. Aerial footage shows how this canyon side gave way, forcing this home off of its foundation, pushing it more than 40 feet before it collided with another home. Meanwhile, in Northern California, Fallen trees killed at least three people, Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Back here in Washington, President Biden is calling on Republicans to put the interest of the American people at a politics to support the Senate's bipartisan immigration deal, which appears to be falling apart. CBS's Scott McFarlane is on Capitol Hill as the House at this hour is voting to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandra Mayorkas over the border crisis. More than a 1,000 miles from the southern border, where thousands more migrants sought to cross on Monday, House Republicans pushed forward in their attempt to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Literally, his job is to secure the homeland. And he's refusing to do it. They accuse Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration law and breaching the nation's trust. Is this really a high crime or misdemeanor? Well, I think, well, number one, I think I'm sick and tired of his lying. Democrats blasted the vote as an election year political ploy over a policy dispute to please Donald Trump. I would say it's a clown show, but that would be a disservice to actual working clowns. The impeachment would stand no chance in the Democratic-controlled Senate, which could block holding a trial, but further inflamed a gridlock Congress. What the hell just happened? 
On the same day, a bipartisan bill to tighten border security and fund Ukraine was collapsing. Is this border bill dead? I believe the proposal is dead. The $118 billion plan limits who qualifies for asylum, hires more border agents, and allows the administration to nearly shutter the border when migrant crossings spike. Despite an endorsement from a National Border Patrol union, the bill, filled with Republican priorities, hemorrhaged Republican support today. President Biden said Republicans were caving to appease the former president. It's time for Republicans in the Congress to show a little courage, to show a little spine. A test vote to measure support for this border deal is expected to fail tomorrow in the U.S. Senate. And now some Senate Republicans are talking about starting from scratch, providing billions for Ukraine and Israel without the border provisions they insisted be part of this deal for months, Nora. Puzzling what's happening up there. Scott McFarland, thank you. Well, we're getting new details tonight about what led to that near catastrophic disaster after a door panel blew off an Alaska Airlines plane mid-flight last month. Federal investigators now say the Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet likely left the factory without the door bolts in place. We get details now from CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Tonight, harrowing new details. When the door panel blew off this Alaska Airlines flight last month, it did so with enough force to slam the captain's head into a display 26 rows away. And now the NTSB says the four bolts that should have held the door panel in place were missing prior to the blowout on the new 737 MAX 9. So if the bolts are there, the door doesn't move up, which means it doesn't fly off. If the bolts are there, it prevents the door from disengaging from the stop fittings. And flying off the plane and flying off the plane. The NTSB report reveals a photo from September of the door during final assembly at the Boeing factory without the bolts in place. In a statement, Boeing's CEO says the company is accountable for what happened and is implementing a comprehensive plan to strengthen quality, including changes to the 737 production system. The bolt bombshell came just hours after the new FAA administrator was in the hot seat on Capitol Hill. The current system is not working because it's not delivering safe aircraft. So we have to make some changes to that. What are we doing to not only ensure safety, but that assure that people can feel safe? How do you maintain a safety culture or return to that safety culture that we used to have and I think we've lost? We have to get back to a culture where safety is first. And so you'd fly on the 737-9 MAX? Yes, I would. Standing by. Boeing has launched an investigation into, the FAA has launched an investigation into Boeing's manufacturing process around the 737 MAX 9. They tell us they have sent about two dozen additional investigators to Boeing facilities. Alaska and United, who operate the MAX 9, tell us they've completed their inspections. About 94% of the airplanes are back in service tonight, Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And we've got an update tonight on the drone strike that killed three U.S. soldiers in Jordan. A U.S. defense official tells CBS News that the likely reason that the drone wasn't detected was that it came in too low to the ground. The official says the U.S. base, known as Tower 22, didn't have an air defense system capable of shooting down incoming drones, but relied instead on electronically jamming them. And we're told a new air defense system that can shoot down drones is now being sent to the base. Israeli officials said today that 31 Israeli hostages held in Gaza have been declared dead. That means just over 100 are believed to be alive. And it comes on the same day that Qatar's prime minister reveals Hamas gave a positive response to the latest hostage proposal. But President Biden today called it a little over the top. 
We go now to CBS's Deborah Pata, who reports Israeli forces have begun their assault on the city of Rafah in southern Gaza. There is only so much Red Crescent workers can do for 14-year-old Haitham Obeid as he drifts in and out of consciousness. He was shot in the back by a sniper in Khan Yunus, his uncle said. They're patching him up before transferring him to Rafa. There, it's hoped doctors can provide the urgent medical care he needs, despite the fact that they are already dealing with more than 400 patients every day. Rafa is the last refuge, sheltering more than half of Gaza's 2.3 million people. Now it too is in Israel's firing line. But American doctor Michael Grady is used to working in conflict zones. You can hear shooting to the left and to the right. They receive patients from all across Gaza. Last week, 39 critically injured all at once. You can imagine this location became a mass of screaming, chaotic people. But still, these doctors perform wonders with only two emergency operating rooms. The other day, we had a patient who came in with an amputated leg, and his friend brought his leg in a bag. 15-year-old Abdullah al-Sindawi went from hospital to hospital with exposed brain tissue, urgently needing a craniotomy. It was a very complicated surgery, let's say a small miracle. So desperately needed as the war closes in on them. Deborah Pader, CBS News, Jerusalem. King Charles appears in public for the first time since news of his cancer diagnosis. The details next. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores, like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Store pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cashback. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. King Charles was seen in public today for the first time since revealing his cancer diagnosis. The 75-year-old monarch waved from a car as he and Queen Camilla left Clarence House for Buckingham Palace. He later took off in a helicopter for one of his estates in the north. Prince Harry was also spotted in London after rushing from his home in California to see his father. A behind-the-scenes look at some Super Bowl commercials. That's next. 
The anticipation is growing not only for Sunday's Super Bowl, but also for all those commercials. The average cost of a 30-second spot is $7 million. CBS's Jolene Kent has a preview. I feel good. Jeremy Renner is making a superhuman comeback for the Super Bowl. The Oscar nominee starring in this commercial for Silk. Oh, I do feel good. You know, and then, then I read the script. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't know if I feel that good. Because <laughs> it's very, very physical. <laughs> Renner spent 2023 recovering from a near-fatal snowplow accident. Action. He shares the spotlight with his 10-year-old daughter, Ava, crediting her with inspiring his will to live. I was never really kind of afraid of death, but when it really happened to me, like the only thing I was afraid of was like I didn't get to say anything to my family or my daughter. If I didn't have all those people to get better for to help them heal, I'd be a goner. I got you! Renner is one of many stars fronting ads for the big game. You can book whoever you want to be. Let's roll! We went behind the scenes as UFC president Dana White, NFL legend Peyton Manning, and award-winning artist Post Malone teamed up to create some magic. Hi. Bud Light also trying to distance itself from last year's boycott after embracing transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. How much is riding on this Super Bowl ad? It's a big moment for the brand, for sure. We actually consciously wanted to lean much more into humor, to put a smile on people's face, uh, and ultimately make people laugh. Brands hoping their ads will hit home, like Renner's remarkable comeback. I feel good. Jolene Kent, CBS News, Los Angeles. And you can watch Super Bowl 58 on Sunday right here on CBS. We remember country music star Toby Keith next. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Finally tonight, some sad news on the death of country music superstar Toby Keith. He died last night following a two-year battle with stomach cancer. Patriotic ballads like Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue and bar room anthems like Red Solo Cup topped the charts. Once he became a star, Keith turned his attention to philanthropy, raising millions and in recent years building a home for kids and their families who are battling cancer. CBS's Oklahoma City affiliate spoke with him exclusively just two weeks ago. I finally got to a point 
in the spring, I was diagnosed in October of 21, and I was going through all the chemo and the first time I'd been through chemo and radiation surgery. And I just got to a point where I was comfortable with whatever happened. In a social media post, Keith's family wrote he died peacefully and fought his fight with grace and courage. Toby Keith was 62. I'll miss him. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.